I'm your host, Kaylee, and this is Rebel Wellness. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Kaylee, also known as Coach Kales. If you don't know me already, I am a longtime fitness professional, wellness coach, and multi-certified nutritionist out here on the West Coast. We created Rebel Wellness as a space for women around the world who desire a well-rounded understanding over their personal health, who want to fight the noise of today's diet culture, and who simply want to access their best health, strength, and life altogether. So us rebels don't stand in line. We ask questions. We find out what actually works for us and maybe our families too. Nourishing our minds and bodies matters to us, and that's what I hope you can find through these conversations on this podcast. Today's myth we are tackling is this concept that circulates a lot, especially around the TikTok and Instagram reel space that I keep seeing, that collagen protein is a protein hack for muscle building, or often you'll see it as use collagen protein to hit your daily grams of protein needs for those of us who are following macronutrients. So if you don't already understand some of the basics about macronutrients, I would definitely recommend you go back to episode nine about carbs and protein. And I talk a little bit about kind of the general concepts to help you understand what protein is and how the body utilizes it. That'll be kind of important to kind of stack together with this episode, just if you really want to have a good rounded understanding. So I have always seen lots of videos, uh, particularly on TikTok, where somebody is adding collagen, either in the form of bone broth, unflavored powder, or in coffee creamer in the kind of collagen peptides form to any beverage. This is really a good way to get collagen in general into your diet a little more, but it doesn't always transfer into the body the same as we might expect. And it has a totally different purpose than a complete protein source such as animal proteins or other combinations of essential amino acids. If all of that sounds confusing to you, stay tuned for this whole chat because we're gonna get really into it and hopefully you'll come out of it with better understanding. So first things first, what exactly is collagen? So collagen powder and protein powder are often discussed in tandem, but when looking at nutrition labels, it's understandably easy to get confused about the differences. So they both contain amino acids, they both support overall protein levels, but they are not going to do the exact same thing in the body and they sometimes don't cross over, especially when you consume already made collagen into the body. So collagen accounts for about 30% of your body's protein. Um, It provides structure, support, strength to your skin as well as your muscles, bones, and connective tissues. So like your ligaments and your joints. So collagen is the most abundant protein in your body, and it's going to be utilized mainly for all of those reasons I just said. And it also is found in your organs, your blood vessels, and your intestinal lining to kind of help along digestion and other detox pathways that are necessities for cleaning out your body. The main amino acids that make up a collagen helix which is the structure of a collagen protein, is proline, glycine, and hydroxyproline. And these group together to make that triple helix structure is what we would consider it. Like many other nutrients in the body, it's really important to note that your body needs the proper amount of vitamin C, zinc, copper, manganese, and 
a few other vital nutrients to make that collagen structure. And without those nutrients bioavailable in your system, your body won't be able to produce collagen, especially you'll start to see things decrease in the elasticity in your skin, your nails might be weaker, your hair might be falling out or also brittle. So noticing those symptoms could be related to not just your body not making collagen, but possibly being depleted in these other nutrients as well. So there's not just one type of collagen either. There's 28 types of collagen that at least have been identified and they differ by how the molecules are assembled and the cell components that are added to where the collagen is used in your body. So basically it's where your body is telling to use this collagen is what differentiates the types of collagen. But I'm gonna save you the headache and just give you the breakdown of the main types to know, just so that you don't feel overwhelmed. So 90% of your body's collagen is type one collagen. And this is densely packed in your body to provide structure to your skin, bones, tendons, and ligaments. Type two is the type that you find in elastic cartilage, which is what provides joint support. So this is kind of where you see type two collagen used in joint focused supplements that can actually really help you if you are somebody with arthritis, um, just achy joints in general, or you are kind of a repetitive motion athlete, something like running on pavement, cycling, mountain biking, various things that kind of put a lot of pressure on your joints. This would be a good type of collagen to kind of focus on. Type three is found in your muscles, arteries, and organs. Type four is found in the layers of your skin as well. And then type five is found in the cornea of your eyes, some layers of skin, hair, tissue, and in your placenta if you are a female. So kind of circling back to how do you know if your body's collagen level is decreasing, you would be looking for things like signs of skin that's wrinkled, kind of crepey or sagging, uh, if you get any hollowing around your eyes, so kind of like sunken eyes, shrinking or weakening of your muscles or a lot more muscle aches than normal, oftentimes stiffer and less flexible joints and ligaments. So if you feel like you move your body and it's just always kind of tight without it being muscle related and other things like joint pain or loss of mobility just because the joint is stiff as well. And oftentimes we also see, especially nowadays, a lot of gastrointestinal problems um, because the thinning of the lining in your digestive tract occurs when your body has less and less collagen. And this actually puts you at higher risk for things like leaky gut because the lining of your digestive tract is what helps prevent those gap junctions in the cell walls of your intestines from spreading and essentially letting those particles that should stay in your digestive tract into your body. And this is where we get a whole bunch of different issues. Um, we're not talking about them today, but that's where collagen also plays a huge role. And that's why you might have seen a lot of people encouraging bone broth as you're on a gut healing protocol, because it is a type of collagen that can help seal the lining of your digestive tract. So overall, it's really important to note that yes, collagen is a type of protein that's in the body. However, it is not quite the same, especially because of the structure as a protein that you would use for muscle building. And I will talk about that in a second. But I do want to shed some light on the fact that various diseases such as like lupus, Ehlers-Danlos, syndrome and other autoimmune diseases can often affect collagen production. So if you are somebody who is struggling with an autoimmune 
thyroid disease or anything like that, you might notice that you have some of these uh, symptoms from lower collagen production. This doesn't mean that you're doomed and you're just going to become a crepey ball of skin. It just means that you might have to put a lot more intention towards what you consume and use, such as the types of collagen you consume, to help your body out. And habits such as smoking or eating too much refined sugar, refined carbs, processed foods, etc., <laughs> and um, a lot of exposure to ultraviolet light, either sunbathing at the beach too much or using tanning beds, those are all known things that people do in their lifestyles that do affect your collagen production as well. So be aware that if you do partake in those habits, you probably will or are facing a little bit of slower collagen production because they do not support collagen in general. Especially with the rise of keto and paleo, we've kind of seen this huge influx of collagen products and you probably have seen collagen peptides sold by companies like Vital Nutrients and other major kind of paleo forward companies in general. The difference between collagen peptides and standard collagen is that um, collagen peptides are small pieces of animal collagen and they cannot be absorbed in whole form. They have to be broken down into smaller peptides so that the body can utilize them. So again, this is a situation where when you're actually consuming collagen that's in its whole form from another animal, it doesn't actually get utilized as that same collagen once our body is trying to break it down and give it a job, so to speak. So again, eating collagen-rich foods doesn't directly result in higher collagen levels in your body. So consuming it on its own isn't going to transfer immediately. It's kind of a little bit fuzzy in studies. I would say maybe about 10 years ago when collagen, like um, they had marine collagen was really popular. And I remember spending like $70 on this box of marine collagen because I was like, this is going to fix all my problems at the ripe age of 17, (laughs) where I didn't actually even need to worry about my skin that much. But um, I remember trying to research it because I was like, you know, at the time, $70 for a box of like powder sticks was a lot to me. And I was like, should I return it? I don't know if it's working. And I started to research because little Kales started researching in high school, you know, because there was the power of internet still. And I remember hardly finding any significant studies on consuming collagen and how it affected the body. So at the time, for a very long time, actually thereafter, I kept following the knowledge that it doesn't necessarily transfer into your body the same because they just didn't have enough research to kind of support it. However, come this big paleo fad several years later and into now, they definitely have done a lot more field research and a little bit more scientific research behind consuming collagen products. And they have significantly seen improvements for certain groups of people. And again, depending on the type of collagen, They have done more studies on like consuming type two collagen from like bovine and how it's helped people with arthritis and other joint issues gain a little bit more of um, lubrication, so to speak, meaning that their body is actually responding and building a little more collagen to cushion their joints. So it's a little bit messy whether or not we understand fully what products of collagen are actually going to work as they say they do on their labels. So it's important to note that you kind of want to do a little background research on some of your products just to make sure that they're actually doing something for you. But again, they only have three amino acids and we need 
of the 20 amino acids our body needs in general for protein, we have to consume nine essential amino acids to build muscle in our body, recover, and also build out more productive collagen in our body. So the nine essential amino acids mean that our body cannot produce these amino acids on their own. So we need to consume them and in a good amount of quantity to have the utmost health in the protein side of our life. So that's histidine, isoleucine, lysine, methan... I can't say all of these perfectly. So if I botch them, that's why. Uh, Methanine, phenylalanine, theranine, tryptophan, and valine. Um, I'm sure there's a couple in there that did not come out perfectly, but you get the point. Those are the nine essential amino acids that we have to consume from food so that our body can continue to produce all of these different um, protein-derived tissues and other functions in our body. So hopefully that makes sense. I know it's, again, kind of a lot and a little confusing, but the main thing to know is that collagen powder and protein powder, there are very different products with different nutrition profiles but they also have different goals for that reason. Muscle building protein is considered a branch chain of amino acids. And then like we've said before, collagen is a helix structure. Different structures mean different jobs. So why can't I use collagen protein for my daily protein intake? And with Everything I have said so far about the structure and nothing more than just physiology in mind, a food is considered complete if it contains those nine essential amino acids um, and it has to be in adequate amounts. So this distinction is important because while several plant-based foods technically contain all nine essential amino acids, they may not contain them at appropriate levels and or in their most digestible forms because our gut cannot just innately digest everything perfectly. That's why a lot of times certain people cannot utilize B vitamins from supplement form. They have to be a methylated or activated version to actually be utilized by the body. And so they need to be high quality sources of protein to classify them as a complete protein source. So collagen is only three amino acids, which does not make it a complete protein. Therefore, it is not a branch chain of amino acids, and it cannot go towards your muscle in your body for that reason. So this is definitely doesn't mean that vegetarians and vegans can't achieve high quality proteins. They just have to become more mindful of combining foods that have respective amino acid profiles to complete the branch chain that they're looking for so that they can reap both the benefits of collagen and muscle building protein. Because protein does a lot more in the body than just this, but this is what we're focusing on right now. So if you're following macronutrients and you have 120 grams of a protein goal, I tend to recommend for my clients to not add the grams from collagen supplements into their daily protein intake because there's a good chance that it is not going to be absorbed at that amount of grams and utilized for muscle because it isn't the structure and the amount of amino acids necessary to really count towards a total gram of protein in my eyes because most of the time we are trying to track protein consumption with the effort of maintaining our total lean body mass and adding lean muscle tissue if that is your goal. 
So therefore we need each and every one of those grams that you're tracking towards on whatever tracking app you're using to be a complete protein gram. So again, that's not to say you can't consume collagen because it has a ton of beautiful functions in the body, but I just would not use those grams towards your total daily intake for that reason. So it's very important to know that collagen is really great for your skin, joints, and bone health because it, that is equally important for you to support every day as well, obviously, because you can't actually feel your best and move your best without those parts of your body functioning at their best. So it's immensely important that you still focus on consuming a well-rounded diet of different amino acids and protein sources so that you can not only support your muscle tissue, but also your collagen production. You can't put collagen in place of a complete protein source, but you shouldn't avoid it just because it doesn't go towards that. So it, this honestly was a fact that I was unaware of for a very long time myself, and I used to follow it and use it as little protein hacks here and there constantly. But it's very important to kind of, you know, knowledge is power and changing the way you view things to kind of support your health, because no matter how we view it, it's really what comes down to the science of it that actually matters. So if you know somebody who uses collagen powder as their daily protein intake, I would encourage you to send them this podcast so they can kind of better understand the differences between both of the important places those proteins are needed for the body, but they also should know that they might be under eating protein massively and it might be stalling their gains because of it. Alrighty, so thank you again so much for tuning in to another myth-busting March episode of Rebel Wellness, and I hope something was very interesting for you to learn today. Um, and I just want to remind you, work smarter, not harder. Save some money while you're at it. So you might not actually need to take all these fancy collagen products as often as you think, especially if you've been using it as uh, your protein powder for muscle building reasons. I will see you guys next Sunday on another episode of Rebel Wellness. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Rebel Wellness. If you loved what you heard and you are ready to take your wellness journey to the next level, follow me on Instagram at Coach by Kales for daily nuggets of health and fitness wisdom. We release new episodes weekly on Sundays, so be sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss an update. As always, lean into your strength, walk with confidence, and celebrate your nourishment. We'll catch you next Sunday on Rebel Wellness.